0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture, as I said, continues from the letter to the Romans community. We start from a section of chapter 3 and then move from chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And I invite you to hear these words. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is God not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one and God will justify the circumcised on the grounds of faith and the uncircumcised through the same faith. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves God's love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely, therefore, since we have now been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The word, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue our conversation with this letter to the community of faith there in Rome. And as I shared last week, the main point of this letter that Paul is trying to lay out is what exactly is the gospel message. And as we talked about last week, we took a look at what the gospel message actually is, and we took to named who the gospel message is actually for. And if you missed last week, or if we just need a refresher because we've all slept since then and the coffee has not kicked in, let me tell you, contrary to what many believe and say in the wider church culture, Paul says the gospel is the good news about God's amazing grace. And Paul also says that this gift of God's amazing grace is for everyone. No, ifs, ands, or buts. God's amazing grace is for every single one. All of this brings us to our text that we've read this Sunday where we see that Paul is again talking about faith and he uses this language about justification of faith. And we realize if we've done some reading in the book of Romans that Paul spends a lot of time the last few chapters talking about what this justification of faith is. Now, the thing we need to remember when we look at Paul's letters, we only have one side of the conversation. We don't have the letter that may have been sent to Paul that sparked this letter. We know that we, as Paul mentioned in chapter one, he is writing this letter because he wants to reassure them that he's coming to visit them. He's coming to, wants them to know that he hasn't forgot them. But it's probably a safe assumption that someone within this community of faith wrote to Paul and said, we had some concerns, and we need you to address them. One can always assume that this is the background for Paul's letter, especially when he goes on and on and on and on and on about a particular topic, like he does in this book of Romans when he talks about justification by faith. Either that or he was paid by the word. I'm not sure which one. In this community of faith, it was part of a cosmopolitan area. There were lots of people from lots of different backgrounds, lots of different ways of viewing the world, and more than likely, this community of faith was trying to figure out how to get a group of people who are very different to actually get along. Now, I know that's hard to believe because in the church we never have any conflicts. And I know it's hard to believe that actually someone wrote 2,000 years ago about a church community having arguments and it was in this church community that people were thinking that they had all the answers. And they knew what they should be doing, which is doing what they should have been doing and were doing all along. While another group thought they knew what they should be doing. And that is to throw everything out and start all over. And Paul had to write to this community of faith with these very different backgrounds and very different peoples. And talk about what it means to be justified by faith and live out as a community. And so Paul is talking about justification, and he's letting them know that both sides have missed the point, meaning that faith, being in community with one another, is not about the way we think things should be done. Rather, faith, being in community, being in right relationship with God, is all about God. It is all about the grace that God extends. You see, Paul took four chapters to say that, and I just did it in a couple of minutes there. <laughs> Paul reminds that community of faith that the gospel message is about God's amazing grace and how we are called and how we know that God's amazing grace is true and actual in our lives because we know that, That God's love has been poured out for us. That God's love has been poured into us by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And everything for us has changed because of that. Or let me say it this way. I had a very interesting conversation with some young adults who had returned from church camp. And they shared that they liked who they were at church camp better than the person they were in their quote unquote real life. And they were struggling and wanting to how to, how can I become, how could they become that church person in their real life in everything they do? How could be that person that they are at church camp, in their real life, in all things. And it was a very fascinating conversation for me because I realized at such a young age, this person is already starting to compartmentalize their life and I can't fault them. And I had no words of wisdom because I realized I do the same thing. We all do the same thing. We have a work me. We have a home me, we have a church me, and we have that professional me, that you smile and polite when you're grinning and grunting in your mind of like, man, this person is really getting on my nerves. (laughs) We have compartmentalized our lives. And I will admit, maybe at the core, some of the same things, personalities are the same, but different circumstances bring forth different Us, different me's. And as I was talking with this person, it hit me that this is exactly what Paul was talking about. When he's talking about being justified by faith, he is sharing that God's love is the great equalizer. That meaning then when what's experienced in our lives, we experience it through others, we experience it in our communities, things are transformed. And things become the way that God intended them to be when God created everything and called it good. No longer are we worried about the narrative that this world tries to put upon us. No longer are we worried about things like power and might. No longer are we worried about us versus them. No longer are we worried about getting ahead and getting stuff. No longer are we worried about who is more important and who do I pay attention to because it's going to benefit me in the end. When we view the world through the understanding that God's love has been poured out for us, that God's love has been poured into us, not because we earned it, not because we deserved it, not because we are right and everyone else is wrong. When we begin to understand, when we view the world through the understanding that God's love has been poured out for us, that God's love has been poured into us through God's spirit, it is because of who God is, it is who God will be. It is the God who will always be there for us. When we embrace and incorporate this understanding into our lives, it changes everything. It changes us. It transforms us into the people we are called to be, the people that God created us to be. And suddenly we realize there's no work home me. There's no home me. There is no professional me. There is just me, a beloved child of God and loved more than I will ever know. And that changes our perspective. And we began to see each other through that lens. We began to experience each other through that lens. And we realize, as Paul said, we realize that we have the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ because we have embraced that knowledge of God's love being poured out into us. As Paul said, we have the peace through with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we can boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So now, now that we know what happens when we compartmentalize our lives, knowing how tempting it is to try to be all things for everyone, knowing how the narrative of this world continues to try to divide us, is it any wonder that Paul spends four chapters or more on this justification of faith? You see, even some thousand years ago when Paul sat down to write this letter, he understood that as people of faith, our salvation, our faith, that the gospel message is now, has been, and will ever be not about us. The gospel message is about God's love being poured out for us, poured into us because of who God is. Paul understood that once we uh, get this, we embrace this wisdom, we embrace this guidance, when we begin to start everything from love, everything changes. And we finally understand the gift that has been given to us through Lord Jesus Christ, that it's not about us. It's not about me being right. It's not about having a professional me or work on me. It is about being the person that God created me to be. Because then and only then will we truly understand what a gift God's amazing grace truly is. Will we truly understand the humbling and life-transforming and the life-giving, the life-changing gift that is the gospel message of Jesus Christ? And as we sit here some 2,000 years later, isn't it amazing that we still need to hear this message again again and again and again and again? isn't amazing that we still need to hear that God's love has been poured out for us, that God's love has been poured into us through the gift of Holy Spirit, because this, this is the good news to which we cling. This is the good news which gives us hope, which gives us strength, which gives us energy, which reminds us that we are all connected, not because we are better than anybody else but because God named us and claimed us as our own. This is the gospel message that we need to hear and be reminded of time and time again, that love and light will always have the last word, not because of how we do things in church, but because of who God is and what God has done for us. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.